Hiya, I'm Vogue Williams, the host of Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that asks the taboo health and wellness questions so you don't have to. Today's episode is about IBS or Irritable Bowel Syndrome to give its full and, let's be honest, fairly ridiculous title with symptoms including everything from severe stomach pain, cramps and bloating to diarrhoea, faecal incontinence, constipation and flatulence. The word irritable may seem to kind of underplay something that can be hugely disruptive to your life. IBS affects around 15% of people in the UK and twice the number of women as men. The exact cause, it's not known. It's been linked to food passing through your gut too quickly or too slowly. It could be stress, having oversensitive nerves in the gut or having a family history of the condition. However, none of that is conclusive and there's also no known cure, which is absolutely brilliant. However, many of the symptoms are manageable with the right knowledge and support. On which note, for any listeners who are looking for said support or more information regarding IBS, please speak to your GP. Also, check out our show notes for a full list of resources. Okay, let us start the pod. Joining us to talk about her personal experience of IBS today is the brilliant Steph McGovern. You'll most likely be familiar with Steph from her Channel 4 daily show, Steph's Pack Lunch, or from her award-winning financial and business journalism for the BBC. Having suffered with IBS since childhood, she has recently spoken out about how shaking up her diet has completely changed her experience of the condition. And she's looking to spread the word. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, love. Welcome to the podcast. I know this is exciting. I'm loving chatting to you about all this that we're going to chat about. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Do you know, I never really understood fully what IBS was, but it affects a lot of people. And a lot of people find it when they're like 20 to 30. Yeah. But how old were you when you first realised you had symptoms? Do you know, it's funny because I actually can't remember not having it. So Mm. I, I think in some form or another... I've like always struggled with my bowels and, you know, that feeling of like cramps in my stomach and then suddenly needing to run to the loo. So like when I was kind of a late teens, early 20s, I just put it down to like drinking and probably yeah. drinking too much and thinking my lifestyle's pretty, you know, student-y, eating junk and all of that. And then when I went into work and obviously working as a journalist and as a reporter, I was all over the country all the time. So I was like, oh, mm. I've just got this thing because I've got an erratic life. Yeah. And then I just I just got used to it, which is interesting in itself because loads of people since I've started talking about having IBS have said that they have similar things and you, they just kind of go, oh, this is me. Yeah. And like, we really shouldn't accept like getting stomach cramps and having constipation or diarrhea or whatever it is that affects you by it. And I always did, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, there's been some moments when I, you know, most of the work I do is live telly. When I was like doing, doing breakfast telly, where I honestly thought I was going to shit myself on air like (laughs) no yeah like can you imagine because like especially when I was doing the early mornings because you know all of these things make your your bowels worse and I was like when I went into like a factory or a construction site or wherever it was I was going to be broadcasting front I'd be like right what's my route to the loo and like how long is it going to take me if my stomach goes and I would like purposefully not have anything before I went on air just to try and like not have any symptoms and then yeah. as soon as I came off air I'd be like eating loads of food and like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fill in my face because I, I just didn't I just didn't know what it was and you know everyone was saying oh have you checked it's not gluten or you're not celiac have you checked that it's not lactose intolerance and it yeah. and I for me I, I did all them tests and it wasn't that and so yeah then that's when I came to the realization it was IBS Oh my God. Well, I mean, I shit myself when I do live TV anyway, but to actually shit yourself would be a nightmare. <laughs> that is actually terrifying though, to be sitting there and be thinking, oh my God, could you just run off? I know no. exactly what could you do. And, and like, fortunately, it never has actually happened. <laughs> but um, but there's been very close moments where I've like really, you know, I, I mean, I'm doing it now, suddenly tensing. And, uh, yeah. and like, I'd have to just really, you know, mindfully think about, God, and it, and the stomach cramps as well. I can re, I kind of know when it's going to happen. And yeah, but I just I just accepted it. I was just like, well, this must be just my thing, you know. We all have a thing, yeah. sure, and that's mine. So your symptoms were like constipation, diarrhea, stomach cramps, and bloating yeah. and everything. That's what I associate yeah. with. Well, this. you know, it's funny because when I was doing breakfast telly, obviously loads of people have an opinion on what you look like. I know you get this all the time. Every time I see a picture of you, they want to make comments about it. Mm. And my regular one was asking me if I was pregnant <sighs> because my stomach and I was always swollen. And I remember saying, and this ended up in the papers, I'm not with baby, I'm with pot belly. Yeah. And, you know, I just was like that. You know, I've I've just got a pot belly, yeah. and I've and I like look back at pictures of me right at the peak of when I was dancing and as a teenager, and I was super fit and really toned and slim. But I still had a pot belly. Yeah, I still had this like bloated tummy. So it was just from IBS. Yeah. And so you said you like you thought it was gluten. You did all yeah. those tests, but when did you actually go to a doctor and get diagnosed well, with IBS? Yeah, cause, I mean it's really hard to like diagnose it because mm. it's. It's not like you can do a test and that says you've got that. It, it's just based on the symptoms. So, like, I went through all the things of checking, God, make sure it's not, like, bowel cancer or make sure it's not yeah. all of these things. And so just by a process of elimination, the you know, I saw a, a specialist who just said, yeah, I mean, it's all the classic IBS stuff. And then the kind of ideas that were suggested to me of how to control it were things I just couldn't do so it was like you know routine around sleeping and eating and all and I just couldn't do any of it because yeah. my life just at that time didn't allow me to because you know I was always on the road I was forever eating in service stations I would be working through the night sometimes or more often than not early, you know getting up at three in the morning to do breakfast telly it just so I just kind of accepted it and then when um just before I was pregnant, actually. So I was doing a show with a, the chef, Hugh Fernie Witten, still. Yeah. And he was, like, telling me about all this mad stuff to do with your gut. Yeah. And I, I'd never heard anything about guts before or gut health. And he was, like, telling me, oh, you know, this could all be to do with your guts. So we tested my guts by... I mean, this is pretty minging, so... But I had to... I mean, it's like one of my... I can't believe I've done this. I had to do basically a shit on his bathroom floor. <laughs> on a thing, on like... on a Like a... I, used, I think I used a sandwich, like, actually. And then I had to, like, take samples from it and then send it off. Do you know what's the funniest thing about this as well is the poor runner 
had to take the sample home and had to put the sample in his fridge. And of course, <gasps> he, he, what could he say to his, like, I think it was his partner or his flatmate came around and said, what's this? And he was, nothing, you don't need to worry, it's sort of work. Part of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it got sent off and analysed and it turned yeah. out, and it, this was really embarrassing, Yeah. my gut health was in the worst third of the population. So oh like, my God, that's kind of scary. Yeah, and you know, and I should be able to look after myself, and I, I wasn't. I was like the worst third of the population, and I, it, it was really embarrassing. It was like I've got, I think, how did you, they describe it? Like just like the diet of a Neanderthal or something. Oh, no, actually, it would have been all right if it was a Neanderthal <laughs> diet of a junk monster or whatever. And were you just eating rubbish though? Is that what, like you were yeah. just getting takeaways and stuff? Because when you are on the road, you just you don't have yeah. any options. And also, what I found was if I ate fruit, that would really bring on my symptoms. Fruit. And so I'd suddenly be if I had like a glass of orange juice or whatever, or you know, like if you're on holiday and you have like a fruit salad buffet breakfast, yeah. I could never do it. Or if I ate an omelette, anything like that, it'd just go through me. And it was because, and I didn't know this until I'd learned all this. My gut bacteria was so not diverse. It was just so tiny that it couldn't cope when yeah. all these other bacteria came in to begin with. It just used to be like, oh, aliens, send them out. Yeah. And that's why I ended up like getting diarrhea and stuff. So I didn't know any of this. So I was... But from fruits, that's healthy. Yeah, but because... Because it was a shock to the system, it would just push it out because yeah. it didn't. It was like, whoa, it's not pizza or it's not whatever. And so it, it just, and even though, to be honest, because I, I, I mean, I still ate like fish, I still ate vegetables, but it wasn't diverse enough. So I was having yeah. the same fish, the same veg, the same whatever. Like, so therefore my gut microbiome wasn't diverse and that was the problem because yeah. then all the 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 good bacteria there was no not enough good bacteria inside me so it couldn't cope my system couldn't cope do you think you just found things that you were like okay that doesn't really set me off yeah. too much and that's why yeah. you kind of stuck yeah, to them exactly out of fear yeah. I, I just i didn't want to be in cramps you know i've, I've been shopping centers and suddenly cramped having to run to a loop you know all of those types of things i just stuck down a very straight boring path yeah a safe path though yeah 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 does anyone in your family suffer from it well yeah i mean i actually think nearly everyone has some type of you know like times in their life where they they have problems with their, their guts and stuff so and you know i've had loads of messages from people since i've started talking about it i mean i've never actually it's a weird one to chat to your family about to be honest so i've never like sat my mum yeah. and dad down and gone do you get the shits, Dad? Uh, so, <laughs> so I haven't ever broached it, but and I, I know I think they probably do. But it's such a like, well, the whole name of your podcast, Taboo, isn't it? It's like yeah. a weird one to talk about. It's one that I think people are just really embarrassed yeah. to talk about. But actually, when you think of how many people are affected by it, and the fact that it's more women than men, like I've loads of friends who have that. And when you said it to me first. I was just like, God, what a nightmare that would be to have to constantly think about something like that. But although there's no actual cure for it, there there, there are ways around yeah. it. And you found your own way yeah. around dealing with your symptoms. Yeah, so everyone, you know, it's different for everyone. And I always say this, like, everyone's symptoms are different. And, you know, the way you control it is different for everyone. But the thing that's worked for me, so um, after doing all this, like, finding out I had this terrible gut health, they then told me the types of things that I could do to get it better. But I then felt 
felt pregnant. And then that like intensified my gut problems. So when I was pregnant, A, I had really bad sickness. So I literally was living on cheesy what's it. Like that literally all I could eat without, (laughs) you know, and there's still certain things I can't even look at because it makes me feel sick just based on, I I mean, you know this. (laughs) It's like... I used to, when you did Fish Friday uh, on your show and I'd be like, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, so when when I was pregnant, it got tons worse and when I had my little girl I just thought I actually can't carry on like this yeah so we had a guest on the show um a woman called Julia Jones who had done all all this analysis of it she's a neuroscientist she'd done all this work about how your guts are linked to your brain and all that and I heard her talk about it and about what she had done to to improve her like gut health and I thought actually I could do that so the stuff I've done is like I do intermittent fasting so I only eat okay. now on a weekday. So everything good I do on a weekday. Weekends I try just to be normal and because I don't I just think it's not sustainable if you're trying to be perfect all the time. No. So like weekdays, I don't have anything to eat before eleven AM. Wow. So like nothing. I don't drink tea or coffee anyway, but I wouldn't even have that. You can have that without milk in, so you can have black coffee or black tea, but you can't have any you know, you couldn't have like a an orange juice, or you couldn't have. So you just have water, I just basically. Have water, for 11. and then at eleven, I have a, like a little probiotic shot. Again, this is something that I've found works for me. Everyone's different, but this is like a, yeah. a basically a shot of all the good bacteria that I can get in my system. I first used to thing. take that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's great. So like eleven a.m., take that. 15 minutes later, I'll then have something to eat. And so what I've tried to get into my diet just to increase the diversity, it's all these mad things I had never heard of before. So like kombucha, which is this like fermented drink, which I know turns, so the smell can turn people. (laughs) But now, because it's it's been talked about more, there's loads of nice flavours. So they'd like do a raspberry lemonade one or a ginger and whatever. And there's a million different brands as well. So you can find one that's right for you. So I drink kombucha now instead of like the can of coke zero or whatever it was i uh, oh can you not drink coke zero well, during the week i just try not to you know and then i just oh, go I wild for it at the weekend but um <laughs> and then i have like different like it's, it's all kind of like fermented stuff so it you have kimchi, kimchi all the time. yeah so now if i yeah. have a salad or i have a noodle bowl or a rice bowl, whatever it is, you know, whatever I have for yeah. my meal, I'll put a little side thing of kimchi. And kimchi is basically, this sounds rank, it sounds like a bush tucker trial. <laughs> it's fermented cabbage, but I really like it now because, again, you can get them with, like, spices in and I have, like, a chilli one. Yeah. And, it re- and it's a bit of a hit and it is a bit of an acquired taste. But, honestly... The difference that this has made for me, like doing these little things, not any massive thing. I'm not on a, like a mad, crazy diet. The fasting, I just yeah. do for five days, four or five days, depending on what I'm doing on a Friday night. And so I have my first thing at 11, try and then get these foods in. And then I stop eating at seven and then I don't have anything to eat after seven. And that, for me, has made a huge difference. I don't get stomach cramps anymore. Yeah. I don't get diarrhea anymore. Wow, that's good. I've like, my pot belly is gone for the first time in my life. You know, I just, and I've lost weight from it. That wasn't my aim, but I have lost a bit of weight from it all. And I just feel more in control. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't feel like a massive lifestyle change in terms of what I've had to do. Yeah. 
because once you get into the fasting thing, it's dead easy. And actually, I probably couldn't eat anything before 11 these days because I'm, I'm tuned my body into not wanting anything. But you know what's amazing? Like you said that, like you just decided to yourself, oh, I just, this is just how I feel. Like I kind of, when I had morning sickness, it's the only thing that I can equate yeah. to it. I remember the day after even Otto was born, because I had it till the very end. I was like, oh my God, this is how people are meant to yeah. feel. Did you yes. have that big, like, oh my God, yeah. I feel normal. Yeah. And you know, I mentioned the, like having a buffet on a holiday. Yeah. We went on our first holiday after like me starting this whole thing. And it was about six months into it. We went on holiday and I had like a fruit salad for my breakfast and I had like an omelette and I had a smoothie Yeah, and I didn't get diarrhea that's amazing and I remember my partner being like oh my god maybe this is a fluke let's see what happens tomorrow and I did it again and I did like whatever it was six days of and I know that sounds mad because you think well they're healthy things anyway but they were my triggers Mm. back then that's amazing and yeah it's been really easy to kind of follow it and it's it doesn't feel like revolutionary in terms of what I've done because you know I've done all the diets in the past and all that jazz where you're Mm. flipping you know your Atkins and all your other things. The special K yes. one, do you remember that one? Only and eat the, three bottles of special yeah, K a day. and all the calorie counting and all of that. And I've never been able to stick to it because it feels like punishment. Yeah. But this is like worked. And so, you know, I sound like I'm in a cult. And but. <laughs> no, but it's nice. It's nice, easy changes. But like, what do you do at the weekends? You said you like kind of let loose at the weekends. Does that yeah. trigger your symptoms or do you get away with it? no. No, because because my guts are now diverse and, you know, I've, so I've had my poo measured again and now I'm like You love in the getting that done. And, oh, <laughs> listen, I'm all over it. <laughs> I know. I keep telling everyone, get your poo analysed. And, yeah, so, so since then now, so no weekends are fine. And also things that are good for your guts. Red wine is quite good for your guts. Yeah. I drink that on the weekends. Not in, you know, obviously if you drink red wine every night, it's not going to be great for you. But, you mm. know, a couple of nights at the weekend, cheese is good for your guts. So it's actually fine at weekends, which is why it feels totally sustainable. And then I enjoy what I eat at the weekend a bit more as well. Like if I do have a pizza or whatever. I mean, if it's making you feel like um, much better, but like when you had all this going on, how did that affect your like confidence? Like to be like, you're on TV, you're doing a live show yeah. and that's happening in your tummy. Were you just not terrified all yeah, the time? Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah. I, I was embarrassed as well. I just felt like I, at any point, I, you know, my dignity could easily be gone. And that, that's quite scary. And, yeah. And also with the whole pot belly thing, that was, it was just always commented on, you know. Mm. And, I, and I used to joke about it, but it, it was a bit hurtful because you're like, oh God, you know, yeah. here we go again. But even when you were going to the gym and everything like that, yeah. it was, it's yeah. still there and you just can't yeah, exactly. change it. So I've always been into my exercise, yeah. you know, for my mental health. I love that. I love that adrenaline rush, you know, you get it as well, just from, especially on a morning, I love doing a burst or something and that's really good for my mental health. Yeah. And But physically, that did not help my bowels. Mm. You know, it was like, it, that, it didn't help my pot belly. It was still there. Yeah. And, you know, it was a kind of running joke about why I had it and I was just like, well, it must be a genetic thing and... But if you yeah. if you think about it, all the phrases in life, like, what are your guts telling you? 
or you know go with your guts or gut instinct yeah it's all your guts is like a really important part of um of lots of things and they have been historically and even with your sleep your guts yeah. like if, if you're if you're sleeping badly people like tend to look at what they're eating and that can change yeah. it but like if you are having the symptoms you're having like it might sound like a lot of hard work to people doing what you're doing but actually the pros of of what you've got from doing those little changes yeah like as something that like you can't get an actual like you can't change yeah. it it can't be completely sorted you have to find your own things yeah. to do it and did you find even like obviously you would have had quite a stressful job with stress have triggered it yeah, as well? Yeah, totally. And mm. and I think that was I always thought that that's the way stress manifested in me because I don't yeah. get stressed on the outside. You know, like I don't get into panic mode where I'm like, oh my god, I've got it because live telly you you can't really live like that. Yeah. But I used to think, oh well, stress inside is the, the stress is inside of me rather than outside of me. It's like all going on in my guts and yeah. so yeah. And hormonally as well, different times of the month, you know. Yeah. If You know, just before my period, that would be a terrible time for my... We all know our hormones are all over the shop then. My yeah. guts would be as well. And so that... It was so embedded into all of my life. And, and, I, and it's only now, like, talking about it, I feel really liberated about it. Now I'm yeah. happily talk to anyone about my poo. Once you start talking about it and then people start telling you like yeah about themselves you can see the kind of relief and the the feeling of oh god I'm not the only one who yeah who has that and like pretty much all of them especially with pregnancy hormones everything else there's so many reasons that can impact women in particular with it yeah um, but then lots of men as well who've just accept it well you just accept it for so many years you wish like so much that you'd just done something about it earlier yeah yeah, I do. You always talk about, well, you're talking about poo a lot, but like, how often do you get your poo checked? It'd be so interesting, though, to do that, to see like what you should be eating and if, if, you're, if your guts are in right order. Yeah, because like this test that I did, it came back with all the different like things that I I need in my system. So it was like, you need to eat more kale yeah. and less broccoli. And you need to eat, and you would go, eh, yeah. wouldn't you? But actually, I've probably, and I've always eaten a lot of broccoli, but actually my body needed a bit of whatever the bacteria is that comes with kale. It's that variety thing. It would it helped to tell me all about the different things that my body needed more of based on all the bacterias that live in your guts because there's millions of them. Yeah. It, it's really fascinating. And also the thing that I thought was a good way of explaining about why intermittent fasting is so good. If you think about like... If you're constantly getting deliveries, I am. you're not able to get on with your housekeeping because you're too busy answering the door yeah. and like putting the parcels in places. So if you're filling your face, you you can't get on, your body can't get on with all the other housekeeping. It's got to yeah. be, you know, be done. So if you just stop all the food going in and give it a decent break, then your body can like put the sugars in the right place, put the fats in the right, you know, do all the things it needs yeah. to do without constantly just trying to process what's gone in. And I was like, oh, that's a really good way of thinking of it, actually. I need to let my body do its housekeeping. And that's why yeah. having that break of eating helps. God, I think I'd be starving if I had to wait till, till 11 in the morning. I wake up and I'm starving. But um, how do you, I'm so interested in this poo thing now, how, like, how does it work? Is there just a company that comes and collects your poo? Yeah, so, I mean, there's different ones. I, um, like, the, I'm working with that doctor at the moment, Dr. Julie Jones, around, you know, what type of stuff 
like we could do because it's not like a you can't just buy it in in a shop at the moment and so you know it's like it's a company different companies online can do it for you yeah and each of them tell you different things or whatever so yeah I I did a particular one that this doctor had told me about because like she'd done all this gut health stuff and yeah it's it's you get like an app with it and it breaks everything down it says right this week you should try and get more random stuff into your diet oh that's clever that it does that yeah and it gives you like i mean it's quite it is if you followed it to the rule you would be like it would be quite hard to like completely follow every single thing you know i just think everything do what you can yeah you know don't feel like you have to be perfect because that's just impossible hey another good thing as well that i've started doing which i love is cold showers so oh god i love this Re- now. freezing cold yeah so i started out again this is meant to be good for your guts and your immune system and everything else and your mental yeah. health supposedly yeah. so i yeah. used to st- and what i've learned is it's to do with your breathing that's how you cope with it so i go hot i have a hot shower yeah and then at the end i just count to 10 slowly breathe <laughs> and turn it freezing cold and then just carry on breathing really calmly so not going <laughs> i just carry yeah. on calmly and then if you rub your arms and you that sends things to messages to your brain to go don't worry there's loads going on here it's fine it's fine and now i do it every day actually sometimes i have entirely cold showers now and then when you get out of the shower you're dead warm you don't you're not getting out like that because yeah. you've come out of the cold into the warmth of your house well, it's like people doing their SE swimming and I see people and they have these like ice baths at home and Spenny yeah. does it in our shower and like I get yeah, in the shower he? and it's freezing and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he says it's absolutely amazing as well. Yeah, it is. And I get out and I, I, I do hate it every time. I'm like, right, I better do the cold bitch. Shall I just leave it today? But <laughs> afterwards, it's really invigorating. Like my brain feels like it's firing. For how long? About 30 seconds. I do it for 30, 40. That's not so bad then. No, and if you breathe, honestly, try it with breathing. Because the problem is, as soon as you go <gasps> and yeah. catch your breath, yeah, that's when your your body's in shock. But if you start, it's <sighs> and it's a lot easier than sea swimming. Like you don't need to get that dry yeah. robe. Well, I, I, yeah, I do quite like that now as well. Oh. I've got well into it, and I, I've turned I, into a right freak. Now, have you? It's great that you're here talking about it, and it is something that is seen as taboo, particularly poo chat. And I'm kind of open to yeah. poo chat. Um, but it is a taboo topic. Do you think that opening up about things like this is helping people? I mean, you must get loads of messages from people. Yeah, totally. Like, I've had so many, which is why I keep talking about it, because I thought, oh, yeah. I'll talk about it once and then that'll be that. But actually, the people come back and ask me questions all the time, like, what are you doing? What are your symptoms? These are my symptoms. You know, we all gain from talking about stuff because it helps normalize it it helps you yeah well a normalize it as a conversation but then b make sure it makes you realize actually it's not normal to have it in the sense of you need to sort it out there's ways to sort it out you don't have to live with this uh you know it's common to have it but you shouldn't have to put up with it yeah and actually there's simple things you can do that aren't you know going to cost you a fortune or you know, going to radically change your life so it's miserable. But it, it just, it's made you feel like a million times better and you're not worried about stomach cramps or anything like that. So actually, like, if you have it, to, to just try and figure a way out that will help you. Yeah. And th- there's not too much to do. But if, if there's listeners and they are still too scared or like yeah. nervous to go and get advice on it, what would you, what would you tell them to do? I would say just start with a few little simple things. So like... 
don't suddenly go into like what I'm doing with the fasting because that would be a big change. But just try and leave like a chunk of time where you don't eat. So like maybe start with like 10 hours and, you know, eight of those can be during the night. Mm. Then try and extend it to 12 hours. And, you know, like I think it's 14 hours is probably the the one that's had the most research done on it for being good for you. So just try and slowly build up, build a little fasting period. Try and finish at, you know, finish eating at eight. Yeah. And then not eat again until eight the next morning. Just like little things like that. And you'll start to see a bit of a I'll just start having a little bit of more variety. Like if you always have carrots and broccoli, just try the next day and have two other types of veg and then the next day two others that you've never heard of like just try and start eating you know doing a bit of variety or if you eat an apple every day just make one day an orange and one day a banana and one day a kiwi like because each of those have got stuff that's nutrients and bacteria that's good for you so you don't have to go wild and suddenly buy loads of kimchi and kombucha and (laughs) you know shit on a bathroom floor or whatever you can just (laughs) do little things now and I I think that's and that made it more easier for me I think because like I say I, I hate like militant diets or I hate yeah. like four they don't things last. forced on me no they don't and then you no. end up putting on more weight or you end up feeling worse afterwards and then you yeah. but I think every I always like I call it the fogs the fear of getting started whether it's like exercise sorting out your mental health sorting out your guts we've all got a fear of getting started we're like oh yeah. I'll do it next week I'll do it tomorrow so it's just like try and do little tiny things now and then you are getting started yeah, and you'll feel so much better. Now, there's been obviously loads of negatives to your IBS. Um, are uh, Has any positives come out of, of it and figuring the whole thing out? Um, well, yeah, I suppose from figuring the whole thing out, it's like understanding more about health and like even like ageing and stuff. And I've learned loads about, you know, how, how we age and stuff. You can help you, the chances of you surviving longer by you know doing all these different things so it's not just about the day-to-day of my guts it's also about actually I want to be as round as long as I can for you know my little girl and and so I've learned a lot about that as well yeah and and the positives of like telling other people about it and helping other people is obviously lovely I can't say there are any positives of actually having IBS at the time like (laughs) I mean maybe if you're like you know if you're because I was say it doesn't even help with weight having the shits or anything because you're bloated anyway before that so yeah, it's not yeah. there isn't like yeah there's no joy to be had from it there's no joy to be had from it but as you said there are ways to figure it out and yes. like you're leading a pretty much normal life now yeah yeah totally I don't have to worry about it anymore I don't think about where toilets are anymore when I go somewhere yeah and I don't think about like what I can and can't eat anymore so you can even eat spicy stuff and everything. Yeah, Just yeah, anything yeah. is on, on the cards for yeah. you. That's brilliant. How long did it take you to get to that point? I would say it probably took... Not It wasn't a massive amount of time. I, I would say I noticed a change within about 10 to 12 weeks. Wow, that's really so, good. Yeah. And then, I, and to begin with, I kept going, okay, I having a diarrhea what's going on oh wow this is another day of not having it oh my god it's another day and and don't get me wrong like there's been times when I've had little mini setbacks like when it was the summer and I was I wasn't on air with my show I lost my routine and I you know I I was drinking quite a lot not in a like a bad way but socially I was like hey I'm off it's the summer (laughs) so I was you know I I kind of went on it and (laughs) in a big way for for a few weeks and I was like no actually my guts are not happy about this so I was you know yeah 
so the, and I think you've not you've got to not be hard on yourself because I easily got I easily got back into the cycle of it again. You know, it's and it, it was much faster to to get back to normal this time as well. Yeah, well, you know what works for you, and people can just figure out things that work for them. Yeah, so you don't have to, you know, if you're going on holiday for a week, you know, you don't have to fast. You'll be fine for a week. It's like, just enjoy your holiday. I'm not going to start being a misery guts about that. It's just, mm. it's just going, you get back knowing how to get yourself back into feeling good again. Yeah, and you will feel good. Yeah. Steph, thank you so much for being so open and honest and obviously gas about this subject. <laughs> thanks. It was a love, I, I love a bit of peace. So thanks for coming on. I think secretly everyone does though. Spencer doesn't. He really doesn't like when I talk about it because I bring it up all the time on our podcast. Do you? Like, poo chat again. Yeah. Oh, poo is Benny. He needs to get on with it though. Poo-a. It sounds like you're saying poo is yeah. Poo is I know that's so, Actually, do you know what, right? When I was uh, for years on the BBC, I always had the mick taken out of me because obviously I was talking about the economy. So I'd say the word poo quite a lot. And everyone was like, it, no, it's poor stuff. I'm like, it's poo No, it's so happening saying I've been talking about poo for ages. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. That was fun. Oh, you're welcome. Lovely to speak to you. Well, that's a brilliant place to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Steph, for being so open, so honest and absolutely hilarious about what can be a really difficult topic. I know that you'll have reassured lots of listeners that they're not alone in this and also that there is hope that things can get better. As mentioned at the top of this episode, please do speak to your GP about any concerns you may have. This is especially important if you're experiencing any additional symptoms, including a change in your bell habits that have lasted more than six weeks, unexplained weight loss, a swelling or lump in your stomach or back passage back passage what a phrase or better yet bleeding from said passage please remember to tell your GP if you have a family history of bowel or ovarian cancer Boots has a treatment for IBS section on its website containing info on symptoms treatments and products you can also check out Livy GP on the Boots Health Hub where you can access a GP virtually discussing your symptoms just as you would with your family GP. This service is subject to availability and charges may apply. You can also find out more info on all of that in our show notes. Please do rate, review and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and look out for Taboo Talk's upcoming gut health Q&A with the Mac Twins, founders of The Gut Stuff. Thanks a million. Until next time. Bye. 